Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello there and welcome back to Four Times in a Podcast. You join us on the evening of the 29th of January. We're here to discuss a few things tonight. We'll discuss the 1-0 victory over Ross County at Celtic Park. Discuss the ongoing transfers in and out of the club or lack of. And just generally talk about January as a whole. So I'd like to say the four A's are back tonight. It's myself and I'm with Andy, Danny and Tony. So we'll start with the positive if you can call it that the team were actually booed off on Saturday which has caused a bit of a stir after a 1-0 victory at home to Ross County it was a pretty poor performance that was settled by a deflected Alistair Johnson strike two minutes into the game Danny I'll come to you first just just on the Ross County game what was your thoughts on it I thought the performance was pretty pretty terrible Pink pretty summed up the Lewis Palmer's double attempt at his penalty it was pretty pitiful but as I say, there was some sections of the support that booed at full time, voicing their displeasure. First of all, who do you think that was aimed at? And is it just sort of the feeling that's around the club now that's causing this sort of thing to happen? I, I don't think Celtic were great on Saturday, though. I don't think there was just what folk have made out of. I think it was the kind of timing of the game and the context of the game caused a lot of the kind of mourning. The booing, it, I didn't agree with after they won, you know. But you can kind of really argue with people that are booing because the game wasn't that great. I just probably booed at the board. I doubt they're booing the team after a win. Well, they didn't play great, but I think it's just the frustration. Like, if they'd have won that game, play, played like that and won against Hearts, say, back in December, probably wouldn't have got the right reaction. But because of the context, fans are quite rightfully concerned. And especially when you score after 60 seconds, you think score four or five and I, I, I didn't think they were that bad in the first half but the penalty miss for Palma the first one and then it comes back and he gets there again they misses again I was watching the tele you were at it so you were able to tell me but you could feel like you could just feel the air getting deflated at the stadium like the crowd everybody 
kind of felt low after that and the, the team and I thought the second half were a bit better. Nice passages of play, they were just a step out. I think O'Reilly and Bernardo linked up quite I linked up quite well with O'Reilly a few times and the final ball was just half and you can watch it and say, Oh well, unlucky but at the end of the day we're into January and no hit the team have not hit their stride yet, so that's concerning. And if you're still waiting on the team hitting their stride at this point in the season, then it, that is quite concerning. So it was good to get a win. You know, they have won six in a row, but there's just not a great feeling around the club at the minute. And the team is screaming out for enforcements and they're screaming out the players. There's some of them out there are like O'Reilly got injured in the first half. I think he played the 90 minutes or at least played most of the game, but he looked knackered after about 50. 60 minutes, so they're screaming out for help in there. Rogers is, must be selling, never mind anybody else. But it, it wasn't a vintage Celtic, but they, they three points, especially in the context where we're at. But that wasn't great, and can't really blame people for voicing their displeasure. I mean, they, they pay good money to go, and they just they, it just felt like Ross County or, or they had attack for the last five minutes, and they were going to score. And they, Joe Hart had a good save, but he went down about five seconds too early, and nearly ended up making an arthur. But he kept it out. The defence kind of did their job, but it was it was pretty bleak and inspiring. And you like when they scored after sixty seconds, I'm watching it thinking, oh, maybe I've turned a corner here with that. You know, the four games before the break and then the Bucky game, and after a minute, you think maybe we have turned a corner. But about twenty minutes later, you're like, no, this is following the same pattern every other game we've played against against teams that are in woeful form. Just completely go to fucking bits against them, and they they seem to play like the team that are in. We play the team out of for them, but we got the three points. They might be at, might be a massive three points coming into the season. But it, it wasn't exactly you didn't leave the game or you didn't stop watching the game thinking we're on we're on the right tracks. I think you're right. You mentioned that last week on here that we have seemed to struggle against teams that come in Celtic Park with absolutely no form to their name. But thankfully we did get the win. As you say, I think that was the most important thing. Obviously. As you say, it keeps a win and run going. We have had a lot of trouble in Northern Abley, sort of get a win and run going together. And if we get a few more games on that, then it's going to start to look pretty impressive. But uh, for me, it was it was one of the poorer performances of the season. Thought we obviously it's the dream start. Like I know there was a few eyebrows raised when Burnaby was brought in to replace the injured Greg Taylor. It's obviously his cross that eventually gets to Alistair Johnston and puts his ahead. And you're thinking that it was the perfect start for what you would hope would have been a team getting a right doing at Celtic Park, but it just didn't happen. And there was a, a lot of chances in the first half. I think it was a good save from an O'Reilly shot. And I think Bernardo put the sort of rebound uh, over the bar when the net was empty and looked like it could just be put in. But as you say, the penalty did seem to deflate the support. Because like, Palmer's already missed one a few months ago and fair enough, he scored a few as well. But the, the penalty is so pitiful and the restarter it just tells a lot of people that don't like that it just causes nervousness and the keeper obviously read it perfectly and then you get the golden second chance to put that right and I know there was a lot of talk about whether he should have hit the retake but I didn't see it really see anybody saying I'll take this one or like nobody sort of saying to him maybe he should pass it on and fair enough to him he stood up and took it today the exact same thing again was just an unbelievably bad decision and it shouldn't have been a penalties again for us because to make the same mistake twice was just ludicrous and the keeper probably couldn't believe his luck. That that first half, I think Ross County must have had, I think they had six corners maybe and that happened when they came here in August as well. They had a barrage of first half corners as well. So 
although Hart didn't have an awful lot to do, they would have felt like they were in the game and I think there was a cross Hart came for and missed and there was one where he passed it directly to one of their forwards that we got away with as well and it just it just felt like one of the days and although Ross County, like as I say, like they didn't have any glaring opportunities, they kept themselves in the game and Celtic didn't look like they were going to add to it. They were so I, I thought the full forward line was really poor on Saturday. I thought Abada was barely in the game. Palma sort of penalty sort of summed him up. And Kyogo, just another game that he's not involved that much and barely got a touch of the ball. And when when that happens and you've got guys like Bernardo and O'Reilly who are just not as in hot form as they have been for the last few weeks, it just leaves you like knowing that that one chance might come for Ross County and they might snatch something. And the subs were pretty uninspiring as well. Like we are still turning the guys like Mikey Johnson and David Turnbull. I think it just sort of sums up where we are. I think Turnbull come on the 88 for the 89th minute and he somehow managed to make me lose my head as well because he, he seemed to jump out a challenge and Ross County broke up the park. And as you say, Joe Hart sort of went down in stages, made a save, and I think half a Celtic part that was left in the ground thought that the rebound was going to be put in for an equaliser. Thankfully, it didn't. It? And I wasn't surprised that the team got booed off because I think even at half time there was a wee bit of discontent. I don't think there was booze at half time, but the booze have been coming. And as I say, I think there's just a bit of a toxic atmosphere around the club at the moment. There's people that weren't ready to board, people that weren't ready to recruitment team, people that weren't ready to manager. That's There's just division all over the place. And so I, I'm like you, people pay their money, they can boo if they want. I wasn't involved in the booing on Saturday, but I'm certainly not going to hold it against anybody. I think it's the perfect opportunity to voice your displeasure if you're not enjoying what you're seeing or you have got problems with the way things are going. But it's, as I say, I'm delighted that we got the win because you, you just need we can't afford any more slip-ups at this stage because momentum just does feel like it's slipping away and it feels like it's our own doing. So the fact that we are managing the to get the three points on the pitch is obviously pleasing. I thought Roger's comments after the game were probably a bit misjudged and when he was asked about the boo and he said that if it's not a result, it's him and if it's not him, it's the board. And I thought that was maybe a wee bit in poor form to say that. And there's a lot of supporters like myself who still like Rogers, think he's the right man to take us forward but when he's making comments like that then it, it just doesn't do him any favours I wouldn't say but Tony I know you've been choking since Saturday night to get on here and have a go what, what was your thoughts on the game in general and just how do you feel about the club at the moment and we can all take a 25 minute break where we get your frustrations at uh, 25 minutes might be kind of accurate I've actually taken notes that's when you know that I'm fucking ready to really just bust at the seams and I've had wee Mark Carino winding me up on WhatsApp just sending me all sorts of nonsense knowing that I was going to lose the plot and I missed the first half I was in Galway so I wasn't actually at the game I didn't travel I seen the second half and it was dreadful I was shite myself the whole way through it they nearly scored right at the end the one the guy blazes over the bar I just think if it's a tight game we seem as if we don't really know how to see games out I don't know if that's poor game management or what it is very 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 bizarre and I know Daddy touched on the, the garbage teams we've come up against. I mean, we came up against St. Johnson, who were in woeful form. I think they'd lost 4 0 to maybe Stenhouse, Neuroston, it was one of the lower teams. And then they get an 0 0 draw. Motherwell were in an awful run. Came to Celtic Park, get a one each. And New Ross County, whose manager seems to be constantly getting stuck, turn up and actually give you a really. I don't mind if teams are going to give you a game, that's fine. But you just expect a bit more professionalism and a bit more 
desire to get goals because goals take them into it in, the, in this title race. And why Kyogo's not hitting their penalties, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Even I've seen Kyogo strike a ball. He can't be any worse than Hitati or McGregor or Palmer or Turnbull. Just put, put Kyogo on the, the penalties and see how it goes because our, our record of scoring penalties is absolutely atrocious. It's, it's, it's abysmal. And for Palmer, he missed two in a row. It's pretty pretty scandalous when you get the second attempt. I mean, my players don't just put it in the middle. I don't know. Just really strange. I don't really know where to start. I find myself kind of yo-yoing by one minute. I'm really enthusiastic. I'm really angry and need to get rid of the board. And then other times I've gone, oh, I can't be asked with this. I just, I've been saying the same stuff about this board for forever. Then you put a tweet out and then people comment and say, who would you sign? Who would you, who should the board be? It's not my job, but surely everybody can see that we are not run properly. We're not run like a proper football club. There's no need for us to have £70 million in the bank, put out statements to brag, to say we've actually got more money than we anticipated, and then not spend it. It doesn't make any sense. I think a lot of your fans need to get off their fucking knees, to be totally honest. And so Peter's been, Peter overseen 20 years of domestic dominance. I know he did, but he should have. Not I may sound spoiled and titled, he's done what he should have done. We should be fucking winning the league most years because we've got the best money, we've got the best team, we've got the best managers. So that's just that. It's just, and then it's just this mad defence of the board. And I think the manager needs to, needs to be careful as well. I thought the comments were just stupid. This idea that people just boo for no reason. People have pro- if people are booing him, it's because they don't like him. A lot of people didn't like the way he left. Now, I think everybody listening knows that I do like the manager. I've got a lot of time for him, and I think he's a really smart guy. But that was a stupid thing to say, to get after the fans. Fans are the people who pay his wages and pay the players' wages. So he's made a lot of money at Celtic. He's done there's a lot of good stuff, but I think he just needs to watch himself. And if we're booing the board, then we're not booing loud enough as far as I'm concerned. That, I mean, I wouldn't have booed personally if I was there. I don't think I would ever boo them winning, but... I couldn't care less if other fans do. I'm more offended by fans that want to defend our board and our recruitment team. There are a few fans that booed a piss-poor performance to remind the players that we've got quite high standards here. So I, I don't really mind that. I think Dan touched on it. There is just so much discontent and it's just that the club feels kind of fractured. I think the one against the Huns kind of made everybody think, all right, we'll kick on now, we'll sign some players. And as we record, it's the 29th of January and we've signed one winger. I mean, that's just disgraceful. And I, I, I can't listen to anybody else say to me how difficult January is. See if you get 70 million in the bank, your manager has been, he's no shut up about quality, me quality, quality, quality. See if you identify a player in January and you make an offer and that team doesn't want them, up the offer. Go and, go and fucking, if they want, if they, if they want 5 million, give them a, if that's what the manager wants and he's saying, I think this player we've identified will help me win the league and win these even more money. But it's just, it's totally, totally absurd way to run a club. And now you're looking at Quans away to St Mirren. I think Lagerbielk is just about to go to let. Nathaniel Phillips was a disaster. Mark Lowell should be sacked. I mean, there's no reason to keep this guy about. He's obviously not very good at his job. I don't think he's got his job on merit. I think he's got his job because of how, how his dad is, which is similar to fucking quite a few people at the club, as we know. So he should be sacked. Peter Lowell should be removed for the club as chairman. Now, whether Peter Lowell's had any hand in any of the transfer dealings or not, 
doesn't mean a thing. He's just a negative presence. I've been saying it forever. People, he's a, the kind of Celtic bogeyman, really, that people just think that he's meddling because he's history and other issues. He needs to leave the club. Needs to leave, just disappear. You can keep your nice seat and come to the games, but he shouldn't have any position, never mind the chairman of the football club. His son needs removed. For me, I, I think Michael Nicholson needs removed as well. You don't hear for these people then. You've got all these other people on the board that have been there for fucking ever, like at Thomas Allison, or, and I think there's a few other board members that have been there for 20 odd years. It's stale as fuck. It's all these old guys. It's time to bring in fresh ideas, people that actually are motivated to make Celtic a, a top-class football club in 2024. Because you, you look at, obviously, talking of quality, some of the players in that game, Burnaby, my God, he's dreadful. He is dreadful. And they've no managed to bring in a left-back. He should never be playing for us. Rogers knows he's terrible. His teammates probably know it. And the fans know it. So why, why is he playing? Because the recruitment team are shite of their job. They're absolutely useless. And they've no managed I don't believe for a second there's no left-back in the world better than Greg Taylor and Burnaby that isn't available in January if we splash the cash and maybe maybe you pay over the odds, God forbid, or maybe you break your wage structure, God forbid that happens, and you spend a bit of the, the money you keep bragging about. So he's garbage. Then you've got Turnbull coming on, not good enough. Mikey Johnson, not been good enough for seven years, still playing. It's just it's just the whole thing's bizarre. If Kyogo gets injured, we don't have a striker, you're probably going to put a bad up front. It's just, uh, we're just all over the place. And I think anybody we sign now, it does just look like they've just gambled at the last minute. I'd like to have known if it would have been any different if the Huns beat us because we would have went into fucking meltdown. But I think we are going to go into meltdown. I think that's ha- going to happen. I think we're going to drop points before the Huns next drop points, especially with Pataudry and Easter Road coming up. I think that's going to happen, whereby we're going to hand them an initiative. It just feels that way. It feels negative. It feels that something's got to give soon. And I thought, I realised there was a part of me thinking, once we beat them, that the board might go, right, let's get some signings in right away. Everybody United will press on. But they're too fucking stupid. They, they don't know what they're doing. And I, I, I just, I, I really want them to leave. I want them, Desmond, to sell up and just fuck off. I think I've said that quite a few times. I would love nothing more than him and Lawwell and all the current board and Nicholson just to leave and never return. Due to their kind of innate behaviour. And I think the way it's gone now, there's a very, very high chance that we won't win the league. And for other people who want to go on about Rangers having no money, we will we will have handed them money. And Rogers would take a lot of blame for that as well because he's he's just always kind of sticking up for the board, which I don't understand. This is the same board that caused them to leave the club five years ago. So I don't really I don't really know what he's doing. I don't know why he's come back. It, it's just says a million times. It's been such a an absurd season. But for me. I think I don't know if we'll sign anybody in the next couple of days. I don't think they will, to be honest. I just I don't think they care. I think it's a bit. It was a bit like the the Lennon season where fans turned up and they just dug their heels in. Went, oh, you know, tell us what to do. It's your club. I think it's a bit like that. They get sacked the board and Lowell get to fuck stuff. And I went, well, no, you use any signing. Who do you think user? User don't criticise us. So for me, obviously, winning six games in a row is great, but I just. Now we can just kind of see the tip of the iceberg and I think we're about to crash right into it. Don't get me wrong, we could still win the league, but in terms of where the club's kind of going, are we ever going to make a dent in Europe? I don't think so. I think a lot of fans are just really happy just to beat Rangers if we can. Aye, don't get me wrong, I'm still really passionate about it, I'm still angry, but 
there is a bit of this, a bit kind of apathetic, whereby I'm going, I really don't have the energy to argue with people on Twitter about this, or people just love the board, and, oh, Peter's overseen this, and, well, it could be worse. Did you want to end up at the Huns as if I'm saying that we should just spend 70 million and borrow another 50? I want this to be done like an effective football club, but ah, it, it does, it gets boring. It must get boring for people listening. It's boring for me talking about it, but you just wish we would act like a proper club. I mean, what was stopping us bringing in a striker, a left back, and a goalkeeper, a high quality, after some really good analysis of players through a good kind of structured recruitment team? And then really kicking on, and, and you probably would win the league. So I don't know. Yeah, it's just it's just quite irritating. But I don't think there's anything we can do to change it. I've seen somebody commented in a post saying we need to organise. Nobody's going to want to try and start protests when we're in a title race, which I can understand. And at the end of the season, if we win the title, nobody will give a shit. And if we lose the title, it'll be too late. I've called a lot there. I'll- Come to Andy. Andy, you're the last one I've came to. Last week sort of ended on a high with Cameron Carter-Vickers signing a new five-and-a-half-year deal and reports of Matt O'Reilly getting linked to Atletico. They were dismissed as well. I've got my suspicions about whether that actually was a bid or not, but what do you think went wrong since then that has caused this sort of atmosphere among not just us on here, but the support in general that we see on Twitter, Facebook, whatever. It's very obvious what's went wrong, and it's the same thing that always goes wrong when there's a problem, and it's the people who run the club are fucking morons. There's no two ways about it. We're run by a shower of incompetence. Everything Tony said's bang on the money. But Selig's biggest problem, domestically, certainly, obviously, Europe's. Europe's always going to be difficult not to crack, but if you look at it domestically, and the fact that we're in a title race now is because of the people that run our club, the complete lack of preparation, and as Tony was picked up on it, about talking about people saying, oh, you can't criticise law, well, look what we've done, 20 years of dominance, so we should have, and that's no, in any way, spoiled to say that, like, the Huns disappeared, they gave us every opportunity to put ourselves in such a strong position, that they couldn't they couldn't touch us for years, but we didn't do that. We cut corners. We tried to do everything in the cheap. We made sure that we just didn't go about things the way that we should have done. We weren't progressive about it. We ended up with guys. We ended up putting ourselves in a position where we had to turn to fucking Neil Lennon to try and carry us through because they they made an ass of so much at the club and it's it's the, the same continued decisions but now the issue with that and why we get away with it for so long is because the Huns weren't in a position where they could threaten us because they were also ran by a shower of incompetence but now they're in a position where they can they can come and if we're no on it they can beat us they can beat the rest of the shite in the league but we're now at the position where they threaten us because of the way we've been ran and that's why we're in this position and the best time to do that is when you're still winning. But we at the point, again, I think it's bang on. I think we would have only seen major movement in January as if they turned up and beat us. I think that's probably the only way we would have seen it. And we're fortunate that they never. Fortunate that they never came and, and took points after us. But the performances have been far figured enough. Again, as has already been mentioned, you're turning to guys like Mikey Johnston and they hurt with the boy, but he wasn't good enough. Whatever it was seven years ago, He's no good enough now. Why he's still being paid a wage after Celtic is mental. That's that's incredible to me. Absolutely incredible that he's still being paid a wage after years. And it's not just him. There's so many players like that at the club. And it's just unbelievable. Even the Lager Bielko one, obviously we're talking about now, he looks to be gone to Italy, if, if that's to be believed is true. 
whoever sanctioned that should just be sacked in the spot. Listen, not good enough. You're not good enough for your job. You need to go. That's what happens. But not Celtic. It's listen, don't worry about it. You're my pal. You're safe. Safe as houses. Don't worry about it. And it's just it's continual just mismanagement for the top to the bottom. Roger's comments is wild to me, and I don't actually understand what he's saying because if he really has come back here, not to be back, then what's the point? He should walk. If they're not, if they're not going to let him spend money and sort of progress, what's what's the point of being here? Because he's not really going to improve us. Like you're, you're not going to make Celtic any better than we've been under Ange or when Rogers had his at his best invincible season. You're not going to make us any better when you're turning to Mikey Johnston, when you're turning to David Turnbull. That's never, ever going to happen. It's going to be continually, well, fuck it, we're in for a tight one this year. Hopefully the Huns drop points and, and we can scrape by here and there. That That's where you're going to be at. You're never going to get any better in Europe. You're going to continually go into games in Europe saying, I hope we don't take a tank in the day. I hope we don't go and beat that Hun record. I'd be the one. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. Like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That, that's where you're going to be at. And it's going to be that year in and year out. It's, it's just, it's incompetence. It really is. There's, there's no other way to describe it. It's if you're on the board at Celtic, you've got one of the safest jobs in football. If you're in any way at Celtic, you've got one of the safest jobs in football. We all seen when Neil Lennon making a complete cunt things, game after game after game after game, you the safest job in football. That that's where you are. As long as you're pally with the people that run the club, you're absolutely fine. Don't worry about it. And that that's where that's where we're at. They, these people need to be removed. And again, that's where it comes to people talking about our oh, fans are spoiled, they're booing. Listen. People want to boo, they're fucking paid a lot of money to be there. They can boo if they want. That's it's entirely up to them. You pay your money, you can turn up and you can say whatever you please. Unless you're the guy who had to go to the board, then you'll be forcibly removed because it's a dictatorship in there. But they're well within their rights to do that if that's what they want to do. And to be honest, I don't necessarily, although I wasn't booing myself, I don't necessarily disagree with it. Like, do you really want to wait till it's too late? Because we've already done that and we've seen what happened. We made an arse here. And again, it's been bang on what you've already said. People want to bang on, oh, they've no money, they've no this or no that. Well, if we carry on the way we're carrying on the new, we're going to hand them all that. They're going to have money, they're going to be playing in the Champions League. All these things will happen. Not a problem. And we'll have nobody to blame but ourselves. It's always the same. Like, the people, the team that stopped Celtic winning the league is Celtic. And the people that stopped Celtic winning the league are the people who run the club. Because we are still in the best position. We ha- we hold the cards. We should be going out, improving the squad, 
getting the title of the line and building again for next season for an improvement. You can't go to a treble and we're already out of Europe. Right, how do we improve on that? Go have as successful a season as we can now. Sign players for this season and for next season. Know where we get to summer and go, right, let, let's let's see what we can do. Fuck about in Asia and sign somebody for the second division like Corn, who ends up at fucking Samarin. Who makes these signings? Who sanctions this? It's I don't see it changing, and I'm a bit as Tony mentioned, I'm a bit the same. I'm just I'm just fucking sick and tired of it. I'm sick and tired of arguing with people who all they care about is being better than Rangers. Oh, they're they're so threatened by the fact that they went bust that they're convinced that can happen to us. The minute we the minute we spend a million pound more than what we already offered the team, but I just I just no get the energy for it anymore to sit and argue because it, it's it's. It's bonkers. It's absolutely bonkers. Like these are the people the board want supporting the club because they'll never get challenged in any decision that they'll ever make. These are the same people that they both thought they could get away with keeping Lennon in a job for so long and just saying, Get it up, you will do what the fuck we like because nobody'll ever turn around and question them and really force them on the issue, which needs to happen, but it won't it just won't happen. Fans are I, I just think it's miles away from happening and the only time that we will see change is when we do make an asset, which could be this season, could be next. But if nothing changes, it will happen eventually. Whether it, whether we win the league this season, if it's no this season, we'll make an asset the next season. You can't win the league forever at 100%. That's absolutely fine. But when you're in such a position where you can give yourself the best opportunity to do that, you should. But we are a million miles for doing that. And we're going to hear the same sound bites that we've heard 10 Januarys prior about how difficult it is and then before you know it we'll be fucking turning up to Ibrook for Mikey Johnston up front crossing our fingers and saying our prayers and hoping for the absolute best I definitely and I think that for me both law wells are a problem at the moment it's funnily enough it's actually as we record it's three years to the day since Peter Lawwell announced that he was retiring and therefore giving up his post as CEO and three years later he's still one of the main points of division between the support and one of the main points of negativity uh, along, along the support and it just feels like he's a bit from the outside if he seems like an egomaniac that has to be the centre of everything that's getting done and he, he just shouldn't be there it, as as I, like, I'll repeat it he's a divisive figure between the support and there's half a support that will blindly back him because we've had a sustained period of success and that, that's correct of course it is but who wouldn't they have led us to that? Like, Andy's right, the hands went bust and then came back and won a league title on Lawwell's watch, who was supposed to be. Like, you can blame managers, players, but he's the one at the top that should be pulling, that should have been sacking managers and like, ripping up heads of recruitment and that if things were going that wrong. And since Lawwell's been there, we've, we've not won a European knockout tie. And for that mob that people think are still miles behind us. They've reached two European finals since Peter Lawwell's been at Celtic, so don't tell me we can't do it in Europe. It's, 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 if your club's run properly, you should be, he, he shouldn't be there. It's just that I don't like going too much of him. And then his son, I was just looking, like, I think it was May 2022 that he was announced as our head of scouting and recruitment. And you look at some of the names that's come in since then, guys like Kobayashi, absolutely been hopeless when he's been on and kind of get near it. Seagrist, can I get near it? Abelgard, another failure. Aksabanovich, punted down his throat. Bernabe, um, like, quite substantial amount spent on him for Argentina. Can I get near it? Get, 
get the game because there's literally not another left back in the building. Nat Phillips, poor. Awata, can't get near it. Juan, as you say, punted to St Mirren after six months. Tilio played about two minutes in six months. Yang, half a support of Rotomo for Eddie. Lagabielka cost about three million quid and we're trying to ship him out on loan to Italy. Like, it's, it's unacceptable and I'd like to think whoever was running our club would pull, pull these heads of recruitment up and the recruitment team and say that's just not acceptable, you're, you're done. But under our aim, you've just got that wee, that wee asterisk next to it saying, oh, it's Peter's son. Aye, so we'll, we'll, we'll just leave him in here, keep the old pals on. And it's not just the league that we're putting in condition. We're doing absolutely nothing to move forward in Europe. And the only thing they care about in Europe is getting sellouts and how much they can fleece the support for. We, we've got the ambition of being a real, any type of force in Europe. And I'm not saying we should be aiming for the later stages of the Champions League, but we should be capable of competing at a certain level. Like The way we've been set up is just systematic of why we don't, and serious changes needed, and we're three days away from the transfer window shutting, and there's, there's absolutely no signs yet, and there's no really any real rumours of anybody that's going to come in, and even at this point, would you trust that they, they are going to make a difference? Because as, as has been mentioned, the manager's been out for months saying it in his quality and then uh, one who says it he, he seems complicit when he's well, last week in his press conference saying talking about being ready to go for the second half of the season and sort of backtracking from the sort of comments about needing quality like after the 2-0 defeat to Hearts at Celtic Park Cal McGregor was out calling for quality as well and now we're going to possibly finish this month having brought in one player who is yet to be like you yet to see what he's going to do and it's, it doesn't just hamper us for this season it hampers us for next season because there's every chance we lose a big hitter or two in the summer and it's it really is a poor situation to win because we were made significantly weaker in the summer when Moy retired and we lost Carol Starfelt and Jota and we've known we've not even looked to improve from then it's just been a load of punts that have just not worked and I, I don't know Danny, what's your hopes for this last three days, if you have any? I know the sort of latest transfer news that's been breaking the day is that, well, not so much transfer news, but Rocco Vata has apparently rejected a four-year contract offer from Celtic and one-time target who we couldn't even convince Liverpool to not play him for nine minutes against Bournemouth when they were 3-0 up at the time. Get Owen Beck, he's re-signed with Dundee on loan for the rest of the season, so he clearly wasn't as unattainable as right, maybe right, Celtic thought. Right, 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 right. You're not blaming us for no, you're not blaming us for Owen Beck for Liverpool. Right. I know. So, we're do all you, angry, no, like, right, let, let me step. come in. Do, do you think if Celtic had made their intention clear that they were interested in the player that like, he would have played them? Because as I say, they were three 0 up at the time. There was nine minutes to go. Do you think if Celtic had a concrete interest that Klopp would have threw him on? Fifteen over is no Celtic's fault that Klopp played him for ten minutes. I get fucking you can't blame him for everything. Like Klopp's played him for ten minutes. Remember, well, actually, I don't need you anymore because a couple of players are coming back. Why don't you go back to to Dundee and loan? I mean, there's why why would Celtic if Celtic were interested in him? Why would they not just sign him and then make Dundee? So they've got him. Liverpool were obviously after a fee, quite a big fee, and it's all right. Say. Spend over, spend over, spend. But if the players are shite, you are on here moaning about how the recruitment's terrible. I'm with you all the way, but better fucking clarity, uh, better perspective. Mark Law needs to go. Like you can't have that many and survive in a job. Like if any of us had that record in our job, we'd all be out the door. There's no two ways about it. It's the chairman's son or whether he did not. You need to 
that's another thing, but Keith's record is terrible. You could caveat a few Kobe Ashes clearly and signing it, you know, unless you want to give the board credit for Maeda, then Hitati and whatever will go. But they've no it's hard to get any signings that have really worked out. I mean, I think Palmer's a good player, but he's not exactly he's not exactly turned the corner for the club like a Riley did or aye. Somebody in that position with that with that it's like it's kinda hard to justify like you don't want to see anybody get a Dan Mac. Yeah, I see him they lose their job. But Lagabelk is like Lagabelk is a three and a half million, plays about six times and then he's out the door. We couldn't even sell him. We couldn't even sell him. He's away on loan and we're hoping that he plays well when he's on so that Lecce take up their option to buy him. It's just maybe we should wait until the summer and then like go through the years, but we're throwing away prime years, right? We're throwing away Callum McGregor's prime. We're throwing away like Carter Vickers' is prime. We're throwing away having an, what I would an elite manager. We're throwing all this away to effectively continue with a transfer strategy that worked for us 14, 15 years ago. We've now moved on for the Winyamas and the Hoopers and Brozeks and Rami Gersons and all that. For every one player or Van Dyke, but for every one good player that we sign, you're looking at three or four that don't pick up. And when we have stretched out the money, right, Barkas and Ayeti that has been tweeting about, right, they're two, but you've got Jota, Carter Vickers, Edward, they're three that worked out. It's probably, I can't, Julian was a good player, scored the winner in the cup final for us, was really a crew that put paid to his select career because I thought he was a good player. So there's automatically doubled that we've spent over five million on that were good. Obviously you can look by you get Sutton, Hearts and Lennon and all that who are good players, but we're talking about in the last couple of years. They're, and I don't think there's any hidden meaning. I don't think they're trying to help Rangers. I don't think they're doing it because they hate the fans. I think they're just fiercely fucking loyal to the transfer strategy that's that's flawed now. Fit was moved on for that. You like even simple <laughs> even simple inflation has moved on for that. Like you can't get for two million now they're costing four or five million. And yet they seem to I mean, they seem to get good fees for our players, but like last year, like Mark, I know he's head of recruitment. I don't know who deals with selling our players, but there's fucking Yitch in the World Cup quarter final against Brazil. Mark Neymar off the park. He said that I think it was at half time or at full time before extra time in that game about how good Manovic is. If you're Celtic, you name your price. He's just shown Manovic was what 26, 27. He was at his prime. Name your price for that guy. He's starring in the World Cup. He's got it. He ended up getting the semi-final. I think they finished fourth. And or third, sorry, or third or fourth. But they fucking name your price. It would go for seven and a half million or something, rising to eight, rising to nine, depending on all these. And Yaki Marcus, who can afford these way out, be for about, about four and a half, five million. I mean, we barely doubled my money in him. So the transfer system is flawed. The O'Reilly thing, if that was a straight rather than a loan, even with an obligation to buy it is effectively a transfer but I don't think even the Celtic board could put a front on loaning O'Reilly out I mean a guaranteed money in the summer but if that was a straight transfer for 20 odd months they would be at the door as well they just and then with two days to go they can't know bring anybody in they, they, I 
Everton about Celtic's frustrating because we've won six games in a row, but yeah, everybody's talking about this iceberg that we're walking into. I'm fight, like I'm trying to be optimistic, but you can you can you can find it harder and harder to say. Well, actually, we might get lucky and win the league. That's, you're actually saying that now is we might get lucky and win the league. Well, we should you know we should be confident enough to go and like see it, out, but you're just no confident in it. And they can't afford not to bring at least two in before the the win. So, I mean, there's no rumours, which is a bit disconcerting but if if, if, if Celtic think that they can get away with this like no not be adversely affected if they don't improve the squad for this position then they kind of want to get themselves to blame if the fans turn like there's nothing there's nothing that the board can turn around and say to the fans to like placate them at the minute it's like if, if this team goes on to win the league it won't be because the board backed the manager it'll be because Whatever reason the managers get some effort with the players that are there, the squad, the, squ- the squad's just vastly inferior to it was a year ago, and that's after after winning a treble. And we, what did we get about 30, 40 million in transfer? And yet we've we've not improved this. We've not signed a player that that like takes us up a level, and that's a real. And until they, until they, I mean, they're not going to do it now, are they? If we do sign two players, it will be loans, and that might be enough to get us out of line in the league, but. Like you're almost pleading with them in the summer. Like we need, we need a reset. Out of a dominant position in domestically Europe, we've underachieved. That's that about law never oversee in Europe and a knockout thing is just that. Just fucking mental. Like sure, surely he's got some personal fucking ambition to go and do that. Doesn't it seem like it? And you just think they get the summer, just reset. Like something's got to give because if we don't win the league, then the fans are only going to blame really. The board and Rogers will get it because it's only happy to come back. But like they've only got themselves to blame. They can't turn and say we be back the squad to this and like they've sp- all the money they've spent is shite. And the lag will be okay. If I if I produce that in my work and six months later I'm trying to get a deal, I'd I'd boot the door as well. So I don't see how even for the chairman's son I don't see how it should be any different for the head of recruitment. No, it really shouldn't be. But problem is a lot of the support they think it is different because whose son it is but uh, who knows if it will change and if it will when it will but Tony will come back to you with a as I say three days remaining what, what do you actually think will happen in the next three days do you think we'll get anybody in if so any position you think that will be sort of fixed at the, no fixed but like the striker position for example will currently gone with two strikers one's away the Asian Cup and the other one's Knowing great form and Kyogo, who, as I said at the start, it was another performance where he barely gets a sniff. And it's not even that we're one injury away from a sort of problem there, but we're having a problem now because you've not got that setting option at the moment. And even when I was back, a lot of people still don't think he's proved himself. So do you think that a striker's maybe one would get in by Thursday? No, I don't think we'll sign anybody. I think we're going to gamble and try and win the league in the cheap. And I think this might be the time we get caught. <laughs> You're not going to hear the end of it. So, no, I don't have any faith in them. I think if we've, we've all touched on, I think they're inept. And I think they should all be sacked to the soonest possible opportunity. If it was up to me at this stage, I mean, if you're needing a striker that's going to score goals in Scotland to try and get you over the line, Miofsky or Shankland, I mean, for me, I would probably take Shankland just to fuck the hands up a bit, because that would really get to that, me. Does that cause you to school with 
That's because they used to sing the sass together at school. <laughs> no, there's not any we got to school with but I just think, I think if we were to give Hearts the money they want and offer them a big contract, I know he's a big Rangers fan, but I think he would come. And I think that would fuck them up a bit. I think their fans are desperate to sign him. So, no, I would, I would, I would go and get me off. I mean, it's a good option. He'll score you goals. I mean... Is it going to be the answer in Europe? Maybe no, but I feel as though when we were eight clear, we were thinking about Europe, but that's kind of tense now. We're in a title race and it looks like one that we really could easily lose because of stupid decisions. So if either of them were to come in, I would be happy with that. I know that Danny's kind of sticking up for the club when it comes to one back, but Surely we could just have went to Liverpool and went, once he's won for him, we want X amount, right, here you go, here's the money. I know it sounds really simplistic, and it's obviously not the way things work, but I think if we actually wanted him, we could have done we could have done it a whole lot better. And I think I'd, I, I'm not letting them off the hook with that. If they wanted him, then they've made an asset again. But I've said before that the club's just full of people that aren't doing their job right, even the fucking pitch. The pitch is an absolute fucking riot. You've got the manager criticising the pitch. I mean, I feel at times that we were the biggest club, one of the biggest clubs in the world, and we act like one of the smallest clubs in the world. I think decision making and just incorrect decisions continually is just is baffling. It's so strange. I mean, this feels like a time machine. I mean, I remember Rogers moaning about the pitch the last time he was here. But have they changed then? Have they changed the guys that look after the pitch? Probably no. You still get the same problems. I think you can kind of correlate that to, to the people in the boardroom and, and different things. So, no, for me, I think next up's a, a got to be a hard game. I think, well, I think we might drop points, to be totally honest. I just, I know that sounds overly negative. And look, we could very easily, they could fall away and we could easily... We could easily win the win the league, but I just think that just something feels so far wrong, and these things can can quickly go tits up, as we know. Aye, definitely, they can change in an instant, and who knows? Maybe in a few days' time, we will be talking about a few new signings that maybe we do look at with some optimism. Uh, somehow doubt it. Andy, I'll just give you the final word for this episode. Do you think we'll get anybody in, and if so, how many? I doubt it, to be honest with you. I think, I, I, I do agree, I think we'll both find it in the cheap. I hope I'm proven wrong, I hope that we get to deadline day and there's three signings announced or something like that, but I just, I really don't see it. I'm no, I don't have any faith or any confidence in the people that run the club. And to be honest with you, again, I just, even if there is, if you were to tell me the new ICL could go to sign two or three players, again, I don't think they're going to be proven sort of talents. Uh, again, you can listen, the amount of money guarantees success with a signing. I, I, I fully agree with that. However, if you spend a bit more, you increase that likelihood, especially if the players are a wee bit older. You know, obviously, Juranovic was mentioned, which is a good example, as opposed to signing 18, 19-year-old who you're just sort of hoping for the best that you can you can turn a profit out of when we sell them on. But I, I, I don't think so. I, I honestly don't know what the fuck the recruitment team got up to, sit about and play a plunk or something. No, got a fucking clue. But then again, neither do they, so that obviously qualifies me for the for a job in the recruitment team but no I don't think so I think we're going to hope for the best hope we can date in the cheap and that'll keep the, the happy clappers happy but again I think that would be doing a them making a making a cunt of things across the city as opposed to anything brilliant we'll do because the way we are the new I, I don't see how this team and this squad kick on I thought we might after January I thought or well sorry, after the winter break come back in January I thought maybe 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 that would be it maybe the team would find that to get that way to go through the gears and really kick on but I don't see it and then again 
the players who are sort of pushing the first team. Let's be honest, if you're a winger, you're not going to be threatened by James Forrest. You're not going to be threatened by Mikey Johnston if you're a midfielder. What are you looking at? You're turning up to training and seeing fucking James McCarthy. Like, come on, you fuck, man. Like, it's, uh, I, I just don't see it. But I, I, pray, and I pray that I'm proving all down. But no, I think where we are then now will be where we are when a minute past that transfer window closing and then I'm really looking forward to hearing all the sound bites before we get two, three months out of the end of the season and Roger starts to talk about bringing quality in again. Um, if he's not fucked off by then. So, but I wouldn't kind of be. Right, well, there you go. That sort of sums up our optimism in the current transfer strategy. I think we're just going to wrap it up there because we're approaching an hour. We will come back after Thursday. We'll maybe try and get one Thursday night just when it looks more clearer how our transfer window is going to end. We'll have in-depth long segments on our new signings that we make in between now and then. So don't worry if you've not got a lot of time in your hand, I'll take about 10 seconds probably. But I will come back probably Thursday night and we'll preview that Aberdeen game that's coming up at the weekend as well as the Cells look to keep the winning run going. If you hear any rumours, get them sent over to us over on X or Facebook or Instagram. Just search for four times in a podcast and we'll hopefully get some ITK information from yourselves. But Hi, if you've made it as far, well done to you and thanks very much. We do appreciate everybody's tuning in. And as I say, we'll be back later in the week with a transfer roundup and an Aberdeen preview. Cheers. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.